Welcome to Gem Girls, the 80s cartoon podcast where we are watching, discussing, and ripping into your favorite retro cartoons with a special focus on the best worst among them all, Gem and the Holograms. I am Orifice Jones. And I'm Hakuna Matitis. And today we are going to be conducting a very thorough analysis of Gem episode 13, Music Awards part one. So we finally have another multi-part episode and we're back to the lady marks too yeah we're back to lady marks thank god i really missed her touch yeah i need no more screen as on screen you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, I, yeah she needed to get off of my screen as that's for damn sure <laughs> nice like i said it but you made it better uh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's like credit to the original joke. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah, all I'm yeah. Saying. Okay. Thanks for giving yourself credit there. It's not just a meme we have between us now. <laughs> the delivery was also on point. You did a great job. I loved it. Thank you. Anyway, um, so according to Christy Marks, this is the episode where Gem and the Holograms face tough competition from the Misfits, obviously, to win a coveted music award. While Jerrica struggles to save Starlight Music, three of her girls, Deirdre, Chrissy, and Bonnie, feel neglected and run away from home. Eric Raymond establishes Misfit, Misfits Music and uses Tech Rat, a secretive electronics genius, to sabotage Jim. Interesting. Okay, that is, yeah, that is what happens. I liked the summary for establishing one that Tech Rat is one word, no capital R on the rat. And... Um, <laughs> It also helped give me the, giving me the names of those fucking orphans uh, because, well, TV, I mean, I knew who Deirdre was, but I was like, I don't know who Chrissy was uh, most of the episode. Um, the reason why is because we've never been formally introduced to her. It wasn't until right, like right, the right. last five minutes where someone like says, oh, Chrissy, you know, and I was yeah, like, oh, Yeah, in Chrissy. the moment I was like, oh, that's that bitch's name. Okay, cool. Chrissy. <laughs> With a K, though, as we learned through Christy Marks just now, though. Yeah, why? I don't understand why that was necessary. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so we're going to kind of unpack this uh, summary and talk about all the necessary but juicy details. Yeah, we're going to unpack. Uh, so we open on Starlight House. Um, and yeah, you got that black orphan girl giving Bonnie a hair job. Chrissy, <laughs> shout out to Chrissy. Uh, and then there's this bitch Deirdre, who I was initially like, who the fuck are you? Um, she wants to play, she has a guitar and she wants to play with the hologram. She's like kind of like a super fan, but she like is, like she already, in the 30 seconds I've seen her on screen, she already established herself as the worst. Um, yeah, she really like gave Ashley a run for her money. Yeah, yeah, and we're, well, like, there's like a very specific scene we'll see in like a second that I'll, like, I'll point out. I'll just go to it now, because why not? Um, it's literally in, yeah, 12 seconds in the episode. <laughs> uh, but you never know. We might have so much to talk about until then. But anyways, <laughs> they're doing the the hair, and Deirdre's, like, sh like sucking ass in the guitar, and <laughs> they learn that it's time for Lindsay Pierce's show. And of course, everyone's a big fan of Lindsay Pierce. They go to see her show. Uh, and on her way over to sit on the couch, Deirdre, like, kind of jumps on the couch, 
and shoves like kind of Ashley out over her position and like takes a seat <laughs> and like right at the center of the television, which I was like, Christy Marks, are you symbolically telling me that Deirdre <laughs> will supplant <laughs> Ashley as the worst, most annoying, annoying nip- misfit? I mean, the worst, most annoying orphan in the world. And that was the case, essentially. Right? And I kind of enjoy how, like, they're both two sides of the same coin. Like, both butch, white, blonde orphans. With right. horrible fashion sense. <laughs> yeah. With hor- horrible fashion senses. <laughs> Where Ashley has, like, a giant mullet. Uh, Deirdre, I don't know, I guess takes her cues from Jerrica. Has, like, a real shitty beret <laughs> going on. Yeah, it's like a floppy... I want to say, like, young Michael Jackson in the Jackson 5 hat, but, like, sideways. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar to a character in Fat Albert. I forget which one his name <laughs> is, but he's, like, the weird one with the giant hat, so go figure. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I mean, maybe someone could pull that hat off, but Deirdre is not that bitch. Your name's Deirdre, Deirdre. <laughs> uh, you really can't pull off much. <laughs> I keep wanting to, like, mispronounce her name or miswrite her name, and I'm always surprised when I get it right. I wrote her name, God only knows. <laughs> At least here, I have it, like, D-I-R-D-R-E. <laughs> Pretty sure I spelled it Dider at some point. Because, like, you know, how, do you, how does one even spell Deirdre? It's a lot of sounds. It is a lot of sounds. It's too many sounds. But, um... He sounds... That's like two syllables, bro. Fuck off. Yeah, Deirdre, that's too many R's and too many D's. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's not the kind of D's I'm looking for. (laughs) (laughs) But she got them double (laughs) D's. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, except she's like 12. So, no, she does not. I was gonna say even better, but I don't mean that. Yeah, because that's super gross and creepy. <laughs> so, yes, um, fuck Deirdre. And um, basically, like, on Lindsay Pierce's show, she's basically introducing this music award thing where she's like, Gem and the Holograms and the Misfits are going to be competing for the new rock group category. Obviously. The, the, the music awards specifically are called the Hot Rock Music Awards. Um, <laughs> Just want to call shout out to that, I don't know, that branding. Some real hot rock going on. Real hot rock. Um, I really like how she talks about their sounds. Because she says... Yeah, me too, me too. Jem has a smooth, vibrant sound. And I'm like, does she? It's pretty grating sometimes. Pretty pitchy. Right, pretty pitchy. And I can't remember what she says about the Misfits. Uh, the Misfits, she says, like, so, I don't know, she says some, like, some shit off the top, and she ends it with, like, and they're no-nonsense lyrics. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, their lyrics are pretty straightforward, but they're also nonsensical, so. <laughs> At one point in the episode, she turns into a giant. So, <laughs> Lindsay Pierce, your copy on that one wasn't too sharp. No, but, um, yeah. That's so funny for anyone to say anything in the show is no nonsense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, cut to Pizzazz's mansion, where Roxy is kind of lamenting the fact that without Starlight Music, because they've lost it to Je- Gem and the Holograms and Jerrica, um, basically the Misfits are out of a recording contract. Right, right. Which I want to point out, like, hasn't this been the case for, like, multiple episodes at this point. I feel like after the first, like, five episodes, they have already lost Starlight Music, so they've been without a recording deal for, I want to say, like, seven episodes at this point? 
Right. But they've been traipsing around the world. Right, right. Okay. Okay. I, I don't know. They were in Italy for some reason for a fashion, rock fashion competition just to sabotage the holograms, really. No, they, they were right, up for right. it. Then they were in yeah, China yeah, yeah. just to be there. <laughs> right, to also torment the holograms. So I guess their, yeah, their fixation has kept them busy and it, uh, now they're realizing, oh, right. We're technically musicians. <laughs> they were at a ski resort. <laughs> Some bitch named Screenez put us in a, like a food thing. I don't know. Yeah, Eric Raymond like had a foray into owning a ski resort. I don't know. It was confusing. It was. There was diamonds in the mix. Yeah, there were or, diamonds. Yeah. Silver. I don't know. Silver, Sylvia, you're right, 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 right. Um, but I also just want to point out, Pizazz looks amazing in this scene. She's wearing, like, a black leather uh, coat, a black leather skirt, and then just, like, a leopard print tube top. It's fantastic. Yes, and I also think Roxy looks pretty good in this scene as well. Um, I frankly forget what she's wearing, but... Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, oh, she's wearing, like, a multicolored vest. Um, okay. But I did not like Stormer's weird flower grandma smock. Right, yeah, yeah. Stormer was a little bit, she was off point this up. I, I, I wasn't here for her. No, she did nothing. She contributed nothing. Yeah. And yeah, she didn't yeah. look that great, so what a waste. Yeah, get your shit together, Stormer. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Eric is like, I also don't have a job. We don't have anyone to promote us, blah, blah, blah. And Pizazz is like, uh, don't worry about this. She basically goes to her dad and is like, Daddy, please give me a recording studio or a record company. Daddy. Mm-hmm. I need to buy a music company. Mm-hmm. You see, there's this really important music award coming up. So I thought I'd sprout wings and fly away. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Daddy, you're not listening. I'm sorry, I have to finish this report. Look, my darling, buy whatever you need. Have the bank take care of it. Thanks, Daddy. Right, and uh, this is also just like a very sad scene because it's another demonstration (laughs) where Pizzazz is desperately reaching out to her father for some sort of recognition and gets nothing. He's just like, you know, writing things down in his phone and like reading a report or something. He's like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. (laughs) And it just ends with, like, yeah, sure, Pizazz, like, go call the banks and figure it out. I really don't care. Yeah, do whatever you want. Just leave me the fuck alone. Get out of my face. Yeah. Um, but I also want to point out that Mr. Gabor, he wants to see, like, he gets up at some point to, like, scold Pizazz, like, basically shut the fuck up and stop bothering me. Uh, and he's built like a house. He's, like, sturdy AF and has never looked more Asian. Uh, yeah. Um, it was also funny because, like, in the opening scene, like, with him, it, like, shot him from behind. His hair is brown, and then for the rest of the scene, his hair is gray. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Just, a uh, just a little goof there for you. Yeah, a little goof. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Pizzazz kind of walks out of his dad's office, uh, not finding the love she craves, but finding the money that she wants. <laughs> That she also craves. Yeah, she also craves, but that will just lead her down a darker pit of self uh, despair as opposed to the love would ideally pull her out, but. Yeah, she's too far gone. Like, at this point, all she wants is the stuff. Yeah, 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 that Skrilla. 
Um, so Pizzazz is successful, and then we cut to, like, the mall, and we're, like, shopping with orphans, and Jarek is like, these are your back-to-school clothes, or whatever, uh, <laughs> and then we immediately go into a song, it was very quick, it was, like, literally that one line was said as we see some orphans running through a store, and then, like, bam, we get, uh, she makes an impression, which, have we heard the song before? Um, I'm not sure if we've heard it, like, in the previous episodes, but we've definitely, the song comes back at some point. Right, yeah, I just, I just want to establish whether this is the first she makes an impression, the second, uh, because I, again, I feel like I've heard it, but that's probably because, yeah, I've watched this series before. wearing that same monstrosity as she was on the fucking plane with that like tall pink hat and that neck thing yeah it's like a pink fez kind of situation yeah and aja's wearing that like coily neck poo snake thing on her neck right 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 um and it's basically this whole music video it's an orphan fashion show which is like i never knew i didn't <laughs> like that I never knew I didn't need to see orphans trying on outfits. <laughs> and like now I do so great. I know that's not for me. But when the song was happening, I was really like, this is the ep- this is the song for this. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, I do like when they're floating through space. Right, right. I did at right at the end, I have the note space mirror, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation mark. I love that because at one point there is a, a mirror in space and the orphans run through the mirror and they come out the other side in a brand new outfit in space. That was good. That was good. I also, I also like that one point like Bonnie is like looking at t-shirts and there's something called like the Romeo collection. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? You're a, a girl. But anyways. Yeah, I wrote that down too. I was like, the Romeo collection? Question yeah, mark. Yeah, like what? Uh, but sure. But then like, you know, Bonnie gets a tap on the shoulder from like Chrissy or one of the other fucking orphans. And they like point her towards the sales rack. <laughs> And I just love that. I'm like, sorry, orphans. Like, we're on a budget. No Romeo for you. Well. Gotta get that shit on sale. Because the message of the song is it doesn't matter how much you spend, you can still make an impression. Oh, right. Yeah. The message. Yeah. There's always a message with the holograms. Yeah. 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 Uh, so all the orphans are changing their discount, tattered clothes. Jerrica refused to buy them everything new. And... <laughs> um, we cut back to the mall, and I don't know, Deirdre's sounding off on some bullshit, and Jericho's basically is like, okay, calm the fuck down, I don't have time for you right now. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, and like, Deirdre makes a face, and that's it, and yeah, whatever. So, um, we go to Starlight, we now cut to Starlight Music, and Jericho's working, and like, some, I don't know, foreigner with an accent walks in and says something. <laughs> it's her assistant, whose name I Yeah, but forget. she has never, she has never had an Eastern European accent. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, that's pretty true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they notice out the window that, like, some buildings being coined misfit music. And Jericho's like, oh my god, it's my worst nightmare. The misfits, like, are moving in across the street or something. And then the assistant is like, maybe it's some other misfits? And it's like, bitch, please, you know who it is. <laughs> yeah, what other misfits are gonna, like, use that font? 
and build their building right in front of Starlight Music to taunt Jerrica. Right, and you know it's a music studio, and like it's a little bit too fitting for the Misfits or for another company to be calling their music company Misfit Music. Yeah, I so like I don't know, I don't know what like you know backwater EU country they pulled that woman out of that <laughs> she ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> um, did the EU exist at this point? Oh no, it didn't. Uh, I don't think so. No. Yeah. I, yeah. That's uh, you're fair. Okay. Whatever. Uh. Yeah. No. But. Point taken, point taken. She's, like, from some village. Anyway. Um, yeah, I like how the building is, like, taller and more evil than Starlight Right, right. It's a very sinister building. Yeah. And Jerrica's like, this is a nightmare. And she basically storms over to Misfits Music, like, walks in. And there's, like, a chair swivel revealing right. Eric's hot bitch assistant. I know, return of the secretary, I was so pleased. <laughs> and um, Eric is basically like, hello, Jerrica, so nice to see you here, what a pleasant surprise. There are some words exchanged. Yeah, they, yeah, there were some words exchanged, although the secretary has no lines at all. I was really ex like excited to hear her give at least a snappy one-liner. But nothing. She just It's just a swivel. Yeah, the chair swivel reveal was pretty good. Oh, I loved it, but I wanted I wanted some more follow up. She needed to like swivel around and like be filing her nails at the same time. Right, 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 and like then put her feet up on her desk to like Jericho be like, "You want something?" Uh, and then Erica <laughs> or like, "Who are you again?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like I met you, but you have a very plain face. I can't quite place it. Oh, the shitty hat, of course. You're Jericho. <laughs> Jericho Benton. Oh, here we go, Eric. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Eric is like, whatever, like, we'll see you at the music awards when we win. Jarek is like, you'll see. Um, in true Jerrica fashion, storms away yeah, like a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we come to like, Eric calls who I thought was Zipper. And he has this guy doing something like creepy on computers, like very 80s, like gigantic computers. And it just says like, run Misfits program. Um, and I like how the Misfits program is just like a billboard light show thing that like immediately pisses Jerrica off. Yeah. Um, I also like thought it might be Zipper, but what clued me into the fact that it was not was the technology because Zipper right, right, is right. more of like a hands-on kind of rough brawn, brawny goon. And this guy is too yeah, smart. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Zipper's a rough and tumble goon. This is a, you know, a brains behind the operation type thing. To which Eric calls him uh, his new secret weapon, quote, to quote. Tech rat. Tech rat, tech rat. Uh, I'll have more to say on tech rat and Eric's relationship <laughs> oh, I, quite soon. <laughs> I just had more to say about tech rat. But anyway. <laughs> tech rat, he's, I don't know, yeah. I have no a singular, idea. Yeah, exactly. I, I do not know. I don't know where that came from. But anyways, <laughs> um, we go back to Starlight Music and, you know, Jarek is about to like get everyone in a huff. And I love how we have like the first music sounding thing 
we have ever heard, like the only bit of dialogue that ever points to, oh, right, this is a show about music bands, is Aja, like they're like in their practice space, and Aja's like, okay, let's try the last 16 bars again, and then immediately is interrupted by some Jerrica bullshit. And I was like, oh, they were almost talking about music there. <laughs> yeah, they don't really seem to know much about like the technical aspects of music, or the actual aspects of music. Yeah, yeah, music, playing it, playing. Um, talking about doing it. Uh, but anyways, Jerrica comes in, she's, uh, you know, sounding off on how uh, the Misfits have their own music studio and all that shit now. I was honestly very distracted because Shayna is wearing some sort of, like, <laughs> I don't know, homeless clown train conductor outfit. Yeah. It is so bad. She was wearing that in the Italy episode, too, where she was a fucking costume designer no less and i was like what is this funky train conductor cloud outfit like why yeah yeah it's like tray train but in like the worst way yeah it was awful and she's wearing it for the better part of this episode yeah yeah it's, there's a lot of shane on this one with that um anyway and then uh they were like i don't know they're doing something in their practice space yeah like um i don't know like jerrica wants more sound and uh you know, synergy shit to happen. Uh, at one point, they, like, blow Deirdre off because, you know, Deirdre's the worst. But uh, <laughs> And that's when uh, we cut to, I think this is the first good look we get at Tech Rat, which, let's see, yeah, let's give the, the listener, you know, a physical description of <laughs> the, I, I don't even want to say person because I don't really feel he has true personhood. No. Uh, but Tech Rat, please Give give us the lowdown on Tech Rat. I mean, Rat is an accurate description for him. Like, his voice, um, in and of itself, is, like, the the same kind of zipper voice. Like, hey, guys! Like, ah! I'm Tech Rat! Um, but, like, somehow... Oh, terrifying. <laughs> but somehow, like, more high-pitched. I don't know. He also has, like, half his head shaved. But, like, down the middle, so half of its head has this floppy black hair. The other side of its head is bald. Yeah, the hair is a lot. Uh, <laughs> and he's also wearing, like, a, a striped tie and, like, an 80s, like, casual suit kind of thing. <laughs> uh, and he has an eyebrow piercing. And an eyebrow piercing. And as we learn shortly thereafter, he hates women touching him. Um, he's a, such an incel. Oh, dude, incel and a half. Like, it's actually surprising that they, that, that, that kind of caricature already existed in the, like, late 80s. For sure, for sure. And, um, yeah, he's in the car with Eric, and basically, like, Roxy and Pizzazz, and probably Starmer, uh, they kind of, like, crash in, and they're like, oh, you're doing something evil? Like, we want to join, because we're the fucking misfits. And Tech Rat's obviously like, oh, women. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Pizzazz is like, all right, who the fuck is this? Like, calm the fuck down. Yeah, he's like, don't touch me! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Um, and then we come cut back to Jerrica and the gals and, uh, you know, clown train conductor Shayna in their, in the synergy room. <laughs> and Jerrica's in a huff because she's like, oh, no, we got to, like, change our music and do everything else. And everyone's like, all right, basically, like, come fuck town, Jerrica. Like, chill out. Like, our music's fine, I think. Uh, we're, we're doing well already. Um, but they're all like, yeah, we could use more synergy in her act because she is a high-powered technological wonder, so we might as well make use of it more, which I agree with. Mm -hmm. um, and um, 
yeah, so they decide to do like more of a like strobe light show and a bunch of effects and like Synergy does a thing and there are a bunch of lights and puts Jem in a really hot space jumpsuit with like gems. Yeah, the space jumpsuit was sweet. That was great. That was great. And in the mean ah, in the meantime, um Eric Raymond and the Misfits and Tech Rat drive outside of the Starlight House to test out Tech Rat's jammer. Uh, jammer. Jammer. Which is like a box with like a, I don't know, a, like a, a like a, a dish, kind of like a satellite dish attached to it. Right. It's a jammer. It's a jammer. It's a jammer. <laughs> um, anyway, so it basically fucks up all of the electricity in the house. Like some girl is blending some shit and it sprays all over her. I don't know. Yeah, she's real pissed about it later. Like, fuck off, lady. It fucks up Deirdre's amp, like, which it's like, but okay, whatever, Deirdre. And then, um, more pressingly, it turns all of the cool lights from Synergy into lasers. <laughs> like... Right, which, this is the moment where I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. I didn't know Synergy was also, like, a tool of war. <laughs> Because she can straight up shoot up lasers, dude. Lasers. <laughs> and people are like, oh, watch out. Blah. Like, the lasers are, like, burning shit and, like, destroying stuff. Cut to commercial. Are they okay? Oh, there was lasers firing over in that room. So it's looking uh, pretty dicey. But, yeah, they're totally fine. Yeah, they're totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> you in know, in another reality, no, they all died of lasers. Um, <laughs> not... Not on this timeline, because um, they're all, like, dodging, like, they have, like, their heads ducked down, um, you know, everyone's, everyone's concerned, and the thing is, I was wondering, was Tech Rat made this jammer, and we can only assume for the specific, for the specific pur- purpose of, like, fucking with Gem and the Holograms, but they don't know about Synergy, so... Like, I want to know, was the jammer just so, like, to fuck up their blenders and stuff like that? Why would you even want to do that? Well, I guess it could fuck up their, uh, like, music equipment. Okay, alright, alright. Yeah, but you're right. Like, the synergy thing is far more dire. Right, and that's, that's like, you know, the, the real problem we have here. And Jerrica's, like, you know, on the battlefield crawling her way to Synergy's main control to turn off what is a literal on-off switch because it's a high-powered technological wonder that also shoots lasers. It would have just an on-off switch <laughs> labeled, of course. Um, and in the car, outside of Starlight, you know, the jammer's jamming and Tech Rat's doing his Tech Rat thing, but then, Miss, uh, then, but then Pizzazz, you know, gets up in his business uh, and is basically, like, trying to get her hands on the jammer and because it's pizzazz and everything she touches turns to mush, it, like, breaks the jammer. Yep, she breaks the jammer. We got a jammer jam. Yeah, it was a... He really jammed up that jammer. <laughs> and then, like, miraculously, everything is fine within the Starlight House. Which they don't, right, like, as soon as... know that it was a jammer. Right, right, right. This, they, they do not know it was a gem jam jammer, and... <laughs> <laughs> Because Jerrica's like, you know, I didn't hit the on-off switch quite yet. Uh, so they're like, you know, and then Synergy's like, something messed up with an outside source of my interference. All good. No damage, girl. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah. But in the car, I really like this exchange. Because uh, Tech Rat is furious that Pizzazz broke his 
his his his jammer, his box thing, <laughs> which he jammer, apparently yeah. has like a very deep connection with. Um, and Pizzazz is basically like, Eric, where did you find this weirdo? And Eric, full of rage, is Tekrat is not a weirdo. Tekrat is a genius. And I'm like, whoa, y'all are fucking hardcore. Uh, <laughs> that is the only retort one hands has when commenting uh, on their spurned lover on their behalf. So something's going on there. Uh, Tekrat and Eric Raymond for life. I feel like the question about their relationship goes so far beyond power top or power bottom. It goes to like, what kinky acts are they performing? Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, what's the same tech rat? It's probably into, like, being hung up on the ceiling by his nipples. Okay, for sure, for sure, for sure. I can see that. He has the hair for it. Yeah, right? And I don't know what else, but I don't know. I kind of watched that video. I, yeah, I'd watch the video. But I'm, like, I'm also now wondering, like, who's the sub and who's the dom type situation? Because... I feel like Eric would be the sub because, you know, he's always trying to be in control and, like, evil and control schemes. So, in a very kinky sexual setting, he wants to, like, you know, be out of control. And Tekrat is obviously, a, like, a sadist. So, he wants to see other people in pain. Hmm. He's such a little pussy about it, though. That's true. That's, like, the other problematic element. But I just, I feel like, you know, he would he would have that, like, joy of, tying someone up and then like you know whipping them or something okay i feel like one of them would be like the guy who gets fucked by a horse in a video and then the other one would be the one to record it okay well which one is which i don't know i'm trying to figure i'm trying to figure it out um if we're going with like the whole eric always wants to be in control in real life so in his sex life he wants to be like, kind of more passive, then he would be the one getting fucked. Right. And I also think Eric could probably take horse stick. I, just, I think he'd go for it. <laughs> Tech Rat, a little bit less. He might actually die afterwards. Yeah, I think so, too. And Tech Rat can handle the camera work because it's technology. Right, right. It's technology. His name's Tech Rat. So. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, anyways, so we'll dive deeper down that hole, uh, much like Eric <laughs> dives into Tech Rat. <laughs> exactly yes anyways uh moving on so um yeah they have the you know the, the jammers jammed and uh synergy like i said gives the lowdown and um everyone kind of like debriefs and i all i really remember from this scene is like everyone is wearing a shitty hat in this episode dude like, a lot of the orphans come through and it's like what is happening on your heads dude and kimber what the fuck is kimber wearing period but especially on her head like a yeah, it's like it's, it's 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 Deirdre adjacent, and I was like, Kimber, you're better than this. It's Deirdre adjacent, but with a bow. It's like a shitty hat and a shitty bow, like at the same time. Right, right. It's a killer combo, um, and not in the good way. Yeah. Uh, so all the orphans are coming at that jamming the holograms, like what the fuck happened? And Jerrick is still like, Yo, I have no time for you, Deirdre. I do not care. I got to go see video or something. Uh, which Deirdre is like, Ah, Jerrick hates me and he hates all of us. To which we have a rare moment of, uh, you know, sense from Ashley. Ashley's basically like, Deirdre, like, calm the fuck down. That's, like, not the case. Um, and Deirdre's like, no, I'm an orphan. Uh, <laughs> and 
That's, I think, the moment where I was like, yes, Deirdre, you actually suck more than Ashley, which I didn't know it was going to happen, people, but here we are. Yeah, the day that Ashley is the voice of reason is the day that, like, I am confused. Yeah, yeah, I'm confused. And she's only the voice of reason because there's someone worse than her, and that is terrifying to me. Right, which, I mean, like, you know, makes me question, like, does it get worse than Deirdre? Because I don't know if I can handle that costume. <laughs> I don't know. At least Ashley has a real name. <laughs> a name I can spell, you know? Right, and she doesn't look like a butch mechanic with a funky hat. Yeah, yeah. A butch mechanic who, like, like operates on, like, like grain trains. Like, she's, like, also a <laughs> vagabond is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, she's a homeless person who jumps on the back of a train. Right, and also, like, secretly fixes them up. And the train company is very grateful, but, like, you know, they can't pay her because she's homeless. <laughs> and also because, like, they didn't ask her to fix it. Like, she just did And it. also her name is Deirdre. So, like... Get out of here. Yeah, exactly. I can't spell the name on the check. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Your name is Deirdre. We simply cannot pay you. <laughs> I don't know how that's spelled. <laughs> ma'am, 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 your name is Deirdre. <laughs> I can't it and I won't learn. <laughs> so sorry, whatever your name is. <laughs> um, so anyway, they go to like wherever video is at. Um, right, right. Some house. And Rio is there for some fucking reason. Yeah, I was basically like, sure, why not, Rio? You're in this episode too. Is he cool. fucking video too? I wouldn't put it past them. I would not put it past them because, you know, Rio's pretty much a slut. Right. And... At that point, when I saw him at the house, I was like, oh, it's really nice that he wasn't around for most of this episode. Right, right, right. I also enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> and video as they enter is like, oh, Jem, you have to meet, you know, like my friend Dance. Like you need something like to like shake up the act, right? And I really wanted someone to say like, Dance, oh, I wonder what she does. Right? Um, like calligraphy? Uh, what can this be about? Um, and yeah, so do we get a new song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, they go to the back and we go to, I guess, what I guess is like Dance's dance studio, um, which I, I'm aware of how ridiculous that sentence sounds. <laughs> uh, and we get like, like the song, uh, It's Only Me and the Music. It's basically like dance is like doing her thing. She's caught up in her own world. Like, oh my God, I'm dancing. My name is Dance. Yeah. And uh, we get this uh, song. Then I take the floor as I've often done before. I feel the change come over me. Over me. I get such a thrill. It feels like time is standing still. talk about her hair first because like the front I, yeah. part of her hair looks like real hair that's like part of her head that's pink and then the rest is like so long and it looks like ribbons of multicolors, like some like shitty hair extensions you buy from the dollar store and like clip to your head 
Dude, her hair makes no sense. I don't get it. It's like equal parts like luscious, but then a little drab and like, like you said, multicolored and protruding. There's a lot of like protruding parts of it. Yeah, it makes, yeah, it's all over the place. All over the place. And then, um, yeah, we get some actually kind of like trippy dance action. Because like, again, her hair makes no sense. And it's like doing a lot of twirling as she like float twirls, which makes no possible. It's just a lot of float twirling in this music video. <laughs> in space. In space, because there's, yeah, the, there's the moment where there's, there's like a dove and then it flies away and it goes to like a transition to dance, dancing in space, which I'm like, sick. <laughs> Going from a dove to a space dance, sure, into it. Yeah, and they're like planets revolving. She's doing a bunch of somersaults in space. Like, oh, dude, also my favorite part was like when you see this planet's all spinning and then we see dance in like a cannonball position. Also, like, swirling through space. So you have these planets careening and also dances made herself into a sphere to also careen through space. Like, I lost it. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> My favorite part is where you see the Milky Way and then slowly dance, like, spins out of the center of the Milky Way. <laughs> and then she ends the performance in a split. Right, which I like it. I like the like, splits to end it off. But what I didn't like is after the music cuts out, she's like, oh, sorry, someone here? And it's like, bitch, please. You knew everyone was there. That's why you're dancing through space and shit like that. Don't give me none of this modest bullshit. Yeah, you don't dance through space if no one is watching. All right, I mean, uh, that's just the rules. Dems the rules, dance. Um, but I like how they all clap for an uncomfortably long time. Right, um, right. And... Aja doesn't say it's really spectacular. She says it's really spitak. Oh, yes, 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 she does. Which I love that little unnecessarily shortening, unnecessary shortening <laughs> of the word spectacular. It was spitak. Further cementing Aja is my favorite character. I've never heard that. Like, is that a thing people say? No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's like what someone who's like 35 and like writing a kid's show would write to be like, oh, Kid, kids, say spectacular. <laughs> um, and then Jam basically invites her to perform at the show. Right, and we also learn that Dance's name is like Giselle Godorvisets or something. <laughs> Video says it, and I'm like, that's not a name. Uh, <laughs> and it's just like Dance is her stage name. It's like one duh, uh, and also two like what well, actually came up with that one? Hmm. <laughs> That's like the most uninspired stage name I've ever heard. Like, yeah, it's almost as bad as uh, someone who makes music videos being called a video. <laughs> almost as bad, or I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think dance yeah. is worse. Dance is worse. For whatever reason, dance is worse. You're right. Yeah, um, it's just stupid. I think because we're introduced to video first, we're like, oh, that's fucking stupid, and they're like. Then we're introduced to dance, and then we think it's like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna pull this shit again. Wow! <laughs> you thought okay. it was a good enough idea to do it again, like yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and as we learn uh, dance's real name, we also get some of her backstory. Uh, she also has an orphanage called Haven House. Um, to us, so we get another like basically a gem counterpart because she's a chronic do-gooder do who has an orphanage. Uh, and likes dancing instead of playing music. To which I was like, Christy Marks, everyone seems to be an orphan or has an orphanage. 
And I'm like, Christy, like, are, were you a child of the system? Did you, were you in a bunch of like, I don't know, <laughs> orphanages and like halfway houses or whatever? I feel like this is coming from like a real place that she's trying to, you know, work through some feelings here. Right? Yeah. We should, we should ask her the next time we see her. Which, because like, you know, I got, I got Christy on the speed dial. We talk all the time. <laughs> Christy, were you an orphan? Well, Christy, I know we're friends and we talk all the time, but were you an orphan? <laughs> childhood traumas did you experience in the system because you were an orphan as we've just confirmed yeah we won't even ask like tell me about your time as an orphan yeah christy as an orphan what was your most traumatic experience growing up (laughs) losing your parents (laughs) yeah when your parents died or like after your parents died yeah and like when your parents died were you sad were you sad about it or were you happy because those people were out of your way yeah, exactly. Now you can create a uh, an animation empire, which uh, <laughs> she didn't do. Spoiler alert. Sorry, Christy. <laughs> um, but anyway, the Haven House is specifically for teenage runaways. Right, right. So it's like kind of cooler. It's a little more edgier than like the Starlight House, which is for breeding pop stars. Yeah, and like there are counselors. It's co-ed, so there are boys and girls. Um, but like the issue with Haven House is there's never enough money, there are never enough beds, and Jerick is like, oh yeah, like I get that, like we had the same issue too before we won a mansion. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly, and I owned a record studio. And um, Dance is like, we arranged a benefit show to raise money, and she basically asks the holograms to play. Um, and they agree because they fucking love benefit concerts. Yeah, I was like, this is like fucking catnip for them. <laughs> this is all they do. Um, and then we cut to, like, Jem and Rio in their studio with the grand piano. I don't know what that room is. Yeah, they're doing fucking... Yeah, I don't know what that room is. They're doing some shit. Um, <laughs> but, like, Jem's wearing her Elvis jumpsuit, so that was cool. Yeah, I love that. And we basically just proceed to have a scene where Rio is, like, the worst. Because um, as the stage manager, he needs to know, like, all of the stage stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, Jim, I heard you want to, like, do some more audiovisual crap. She's like, yeah, 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 Rio, but, like, I can't tell you any about it. It's a, it's a secret. Um, <laughs> but she does a really poor job of, like, explaining why she can't tell me. She's like, she's basically just like, shut fuck off, Rio, I can't tell you. And Rio's like, wine, wine, wine. I'm the stage manager. I need stage stuff. Um, well, yeah, and he's and he, also taking offense to the fact that she can never seem to trust him with anything, especially when it's pertinent to his job slash role as her boyfriend. Right, right. To which he says, like, you and your secrets. It's like, oh, Rio, you're such a weak bitch, dude. But also fair. Like, Jerrica's, like, handling this so poorly. I suppose, but also, like, I don't know. Like, take a chill pill, Rio. If she doesn't want to tell you about her secret magical machine thing, then you're not going to know about it. She's also leading a double life, and, like, the woman you're talking to is secretly your girlfriend, so whatever. Um, so Rio storms off, obviously. Um, yeah, classic. And Deirdre approaches Jem again, because she's an annoying little bitch. Um, and it's like, hey, Jem, like, I've been practicing all this stuff. Listen to my shit. And Jem basically slams the door in her face. She does slam the door in her face. Yeah, literally does that to an orphan. It was it was a mood, for sure. It was a mood. Deirdre cries, which I was like, whatever. 
Um, and then Jim goes back in the room, and she basically, like, placates Rio, and they hug it out. And it's, like, a little gross. Yeah. Um, and then after, we cut to Deirdre in her bedroom, ripping up posters of Jim, and declares that she's running away, which Bonnie also says she'll run away for no Yeah, Bonnie's immediately, yeah, Bonnie's immediately like, oh, I'll come too, let me get my shit. It's like, Bonnie, like, I don't know, you're raring to go on this fucking runaway. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, what reason? They paid for your eyeball surgery. Yeah, like, geez, that was like last week, dude. (laughs) She has, Bonnie has like, yeah, she really has no deep emotional ties to anybody. She's really ready to pick up and go at a moment's notice. (laughs) Like, thanks for the eyeballs, later. You went to so much trouble to fix my eyeballs. Um, but fuck you. Yeah. Uh, and then because Bonnie is leaving and she is like super young, but Deidre's like, yo, I'll take care of her. It's like, fuck off, Deidre. No, you won't. Um, Chrissy, the black orphan, as we have come to know her, uh, is also like, I'm coming too. But that bitch, Chrissy, is a little snitchy because she leaves a note for Jerrica to like let her know, I guess, about the whole runaway sitch. That's a good thing. It's good that she uh, did that, I think. I, it is, it is. I just wanted to say Chrissy and Snitchy. It's all that was there for. Um, so Deirdre comes up with the idea to run away to a place where the holograms would never think to go to, and that is to the Misfits. Right, right, right. And like they're like orphans walking the street. They're not going to get abducted. It's all good. So they head to the Misfits. <laughs> um, and we get a commercial. Jim will be right back after these messages. And we return to this scene of this boy being like thrown out of the door, out of this door, onto his face, and this terrifying, like, big, abusive man, like, yelling at him. Yeah, and like, he gets knocked out of that house. Like, he gets, like, you could, like, feel the impact, you know? Yeah. He, like, falls on his fucking face. But his dad is like, get the fuck out of here, I never want to see you again. And the- no, his dad specifically says, I'm sick of your face. Get out. Which I loved. <laughs> like, whoa. Shit, dude. That's cutting. That's real cutting. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Um, and anyway, so the boy runs away and, like, hops this fence without even trying. Like, there's no heaving oh, yeah, with his yeah. arms. He just, like, jumps on top and jumps down. Yeah, definitely an acrobat. Pretty good acrobat, I would say. Yeah, pretty good acrobat. <laughs> Like, we know I'm also a pretty good acrobat. Oh, no, I'm an all right acrobat. You're an okay. I'm an all right acrobat. Yeah, okay, I'm all right. This kid's pretty good. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll run away and join the circus. Yeah, let's hope so. That seems like in this in this future. But we'll, we'll get more of him, of course. Um, um, indeed. And we go back to the Starlight House, and we have, like, a little gal pal meeting to plan shit. Like, video was there, dance is there, Jem is there. And, um, well, I think she's Jerrica in the scene, right? Yeah, she is, she is, she is, she is. And she has that floppy Smurf hat again. Right, yes, this is also true. Um, and yeah, they're, they're planning out the charity concert, and like, Lindsay Pierce comes in uh, to also help, and then Jerrica has to do a whole, like, double hologram switcheroo thing to trick everybody. So she turns into Jim and then creates a, a, a Jerrica hologram for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, to which uh, Lindsay says... Like, oh, Jem, you're doing this, like, charity concert? Don't you know that's when, like, the rock music shindig is? To which I was like, why is everything a shindig? I feel like I've, they've been to, like, eight shindigs in the show already. 
It's because it sounds cooler when you call it a shindig. All right. I didn't think that ever. But all right. <laughs> it's the 80s, Michael. Right. Um, and this is where, like, yeah, like, they learn that the Music Awards is the same night as the charity concert. And Lindsay is like, yo, she can't even afford to pass this opportunity by. It's too good. And Jen is like, yeah, bitch, I'm out. Like, fuck your orphans. Like, fame. Yeah, exactly. Which is, like, a pretty uncharacteristic thing for Jen to do. Right. In the moment, I was like, oh, obviously Jem is going to be like, oh, you know, the music awards are important, but helping orphans is more important because I'm a good person. But it's not what she does. Yeah. Which is like, wow, Jem, like, finally a decision of yours I can stand by. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would also do the same thing, Jem. Nice one. <laughs> um, yeah, you owe Dance nothing. You've just met her. Right, right. Her name is Dance, so. Yeah, no. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, that's that's enough. That's all the reason you need not to help her. Yeah, she obviously is having mental illness. Um, so then we go back to the misfits who have taken in these orphans to immediately just, like, get them to clean. But it is love, again, this ongoing theme of this series is that orphans are great for free labor. Uh, and we actually don't see them clean yet. I think that comes in a minute. Because instead, what Pizzazz immediately does is call social services and is basically like... Hey, yeah, you know that Jerrica Benton? I'm pretty sure on, I have a good authority that there's like three orphans that she has that are just running about all missing and shit. She probably look into that. To which I was like, wow, like epic bitch move, dude. That is, yeah. if you really want, if you really want to fuck with someone who owns an orphanage, call social services on them. Right? And she's like, yeah, they're mistreating her because fucking Deirdre is like, yeah, Jem and Jerrica don't give a shit about me. Like, they, don't, they right. had, didn't have time, like, a couple times to listen to your shitty guitar. Like, sorry. Yeah, Deirdre, you've been around for, like, one episode. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. You've been here for two seconds. Right. Um, and so we cut back to the Starlight House, and Jerrica knocks on Deirdre's door and is like, Hey, Deirdre, like, I can hear your song now. Like, hey, Deirdre, I can hear your song now. <laughs> I'm just fulfilling my duty, but I know it sucks and I don't care. Yeah, I'm gonna hit every minute of it. Like, let's play a song. <laughs> and then uh, she finds out that uh, the orphans have run away. Um, right. Through Chrissy's na- uh, through Chrissy's uh, note, which is also when I learned her name is Chrissy. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yes. Um. So, yeah, here we get the, the misfits. We cut back to their house, at the misfits' house, and the orphans are scrubbing the floors, doing the dishes, and Pizzazz is basically like, stop your whining. Like, we feed you, we give you a ple- place to stay. Like, shut the fuck up. Which is like, yeah, real talk, you know? It is real talk. And I must say that Roxy looks pretty good. I love her cropped blue top with, like, black pants, medallion belt. Um, but why is Pizzazz wearing a sarong? Yeah, I didn't know what was happening with Pizzazz's like outfit. I didn't really know. I don't know the word sarong. I don't know what that means. I never heard it before. <laughs> it's like a wrap. I guess. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, her 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 sarong was a little bit uh, didn't quite meet the uh, meet the mark. Her the sarong mark. was so wrong. Yeah. There you go. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> um. But yeah, honestly, like the deal they have with the Misfits isn't so bad. Because they had to do the chores and, like, give Jerrica all their money at the Starlight House anyway. Right. It's the same situation. And I imagine they probably have more room because there's less orphans going running around. Exactly. So 
basically Jerrica and the rest of the holograms like check everywhere. Was that a hologram yeah, you just said? I did it intentionally. Wow. I did it intentionally. I hope so. All right. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, they check everywhere. They check the arcade, the food court at the mall, the police station. And Jerrica is like, it's all my fault. I should have listened. And like. So we're just like, it's kind of, it is kind of your fault, Jerrica. You're their legal guardian. So like. Yeah. And then the rest of the holograms are like, meh, it's all my fault. Meh. And um, I just want to shout out Aja's sporty headband here. Um, oh, nice. I don't know if I like it, but. She's doing a thing, so respect. Yeah, she's doing a thing. I think it's, like, on brand for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jerrica basically has a change of heart or a come-to-Jesus moment where she's like, I'm going to go see dance, and it's time we do the right thing for a change because she feels so To which bad. I was like, bitch, please, you're always doing the right thing. Like, fuck off. <laughs> she needs to be perfect, though. Right, and then so that all another like flaw in logic here is like, you know, this makes her go to dance, do the benefit concert. And then she's also like, and by doing the benefit concert, hopefully that'll bring the orphans home. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know where you really drew the lines of logic on that one, Jim. Right? Because not every problem is solved by a charity concert. It seems that way. <laughs> but finding lost orphans not necessarily something's going to be solved with a charity concert. I mean, maybe she was hoping that like they would see how good of a person they are, good how good of people they are and would immediately come running back to them like, "Oh, they're so benevolent. Uh, how could we not see?" Yeah, I think that's putting too much credit into the cognitive capacity of that bitch Jirdra. Uh, <laughs> I think she like has the mental ability of a potato bug. <laughs> oh my god. That's what it kind of seems like. Yeah, no, she's not the sharpest tool in the shed. No, 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 no. Uh, anyways, so then we go to the, the the Rock Music Video Award concert, our show, and we get Little Runaway Boy, who's like, you know, kind of a thief in this moment. No, straight up thief, because there's a guy scalping tickets, and someone bumps into the scalper, and like a few tickets drop, and Little Runaway Boy like jacks him off the floor and like bolts it into the, uh, into the concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the scalper is like, I'm going to fucking kill you, kid. And chases after him, which is a little frightening. Yeah, everyone um, in line for the concert, the Misfits concert, is fucking scary. But also... Right, it's a Misfits show. Yeah, like, there's some guy, like, with, you know, some, with a mohawk and a rat tail at the same time. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Um... And we also see, like, the, the orphans are with the uh, with the misfits. They're also at the show. Uh, and then we see, like, the runaway boy is, like, climbing a giant tower thing. So then the orphan girls are like, oh, yeah, that seems like a good idea, too. And they also proceed to climb the giant tower thing to, like, get a better view of the concert. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, I guess they're, they're children. They're stupid. Deirdre, mind of potato bugs. So I get it. Right, um, and... Potato bug Deidre. <laughs> Why a potato bug of all bugs? It was literally the most, like, I don't know, like, potato bugs I find especially gross. I find Deirdre especially gross. <laughs> um, so, in this scene, um, they're watching the Misfits perform the song, I'm a Giant. Down to size. I, 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 I am gonna make you realize. I, 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 I am like a comet on the rise. No one can talk me, nothing can 
it begins with them performing and then pizzazz grows into a 20 story tall giant walking through the city he she at one point is like creeping into this apartment building and like breaks the window and snatches like little tiny rio right right it's basically pizzazz is king kong and she plays out the iconic king kong moments like she snatches rio who's the damsel in the stress she climbs the building then you have like jim in a fucking plane with the like a fighter pilot outfit like trying to shoot her down but obviously pizzazz is a you know a gigantic beast yeah uh and that's basically the whole song it's like i'm a giant it's pretty on point in terms of the lyrics and uh, the visuals it's uh a weird one. It's a weird one. Yeah. Um, but it was okay. I think it begins with like a ay ay ay. Right, that yeah, that part's cool. That's part, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love a good high pitch. Ay ay thing which is going on. <laughs> the misfits are known for it. So anyway, we cut back to the orphans on this tower thing, and Chrissy slips and she begins to fall, and they're all like, Oh no, Chrissy, blah. And then to be continued. The episode is done. The episode is finito. Will Chrissy survive? Will she splatter to her concrete to onto the concrete in what would be a fitting death, or will she be saved at the last moment in the early part of next episode? We can only find out next episode. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. The stakes have never been higher. Imagine if Christy Marks allowed an orphan to just die that way. Honestly, dude, it would be a lesson in height of, like, don't climb shit you can't climb back down, boys and girls. Right? I agree. Um, Totally. There needs to be a lesson learned here for someone because no one seems to remember what happened, like, even a week before. Right. And I personally just need orphan blood at this point. (laughs) I'm seeing a lot of orphans. I'm not seeing enough of them die. And it's just, join your parents in heaven. Right? It's, like, a little too happy for an orphan story you know except for that runaway boy that that was pretty cool. oh that was he, he super depressing <laughs> <laughs> he had it real rough i i like i i feel for him uh all the other orphans who have it real good and still bitching it out all the time the one of them's gotta go to put the other ones in line i vote for deirdre but if it has to be chrissy i'm not the one to decide right that no. is god aka christy exactly um so now that we're at the end of the episode, it's time for us to decide who is the baddest bitch. Baddest bitch. Okay. So, um, I I think I'm going to give it to Pizzazz. One, hmm. because she acquires a music company um, through the destroyed, desolate bond between her and her father, mm-hmm. which, you know, if you got resources, use them. But then two, straight up, just for that social services call, it was like maybe the bitchiest thing I have ever seen in this show. And it's like, I got to give a girl some credit, you know? Yeah, I would say, I would say that's probably right. No one else really made an impression, even though they tried to convince us with that song. Um, Right. (laughs) Yeah, does she make an impression? Does she? Um, Pizzazz definitely made an impression. And you know what? She was pretty instrumental in making the show dramatic and like really extra and really evil so yeah right yeah she also like got those orphans to basically clean her house for her you know, <laughs> kudos on that too. It was like shut up like at least i'm tolerating your presence 
Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm here for pizzazz being baddest bitch. And now for biggest bitch, I feel like there's no contest. It is yeah, it's pretty much Deirdre. Obvi Deirdre. Uh, <laughs> this whole episode, this whole recording is just leading up to this moment. Uh, we've called her out on every occasion. We don't need to tell you anymore. You know she's the weakest bitch. Yeah. Um, Perhaps I don't know. Maybe the weakest we've ever encountered. Like Deirdre gives Ashley doesn't even run for her money. Like. <laughs> She's streets ahead, you know? Streets ahead. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Although Ashley was pretty fucking awful. Oh, I'm I'm not saying otherwise. I that wasn't a means of saying Ashley wasn't so bad. Ashley was terrible. <laughs> Ashley traumatized me. I'm just saying Deirdre <laughs> keeps me up at night. Yeah, um, sorry, Deirdre. Everything about you is unforgivable. Uh just Yeah, hashtag sorry, not sorry. Yeah. You can Deirdre. I like, like I said before, if an orphan's got to die, I hope it's you. Holy fuck. <laughs> but, uh, agreed. We don't care about your redemption arc that may or may not happen. Your moment of maturity that I'm sure is to come because you're only 11 years old. Right now, you are right. the worst, and I do not enjoy you on my TV screen. Exactly. Uh, well put, Jocelyn. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it came from the heart. <laughs> Yeah, I could tell. That was that was impassioned and it came. Yeah, like you said, it came, came. That was your truth. You were speaking your truth. Like praise be. Yeah. So now that we've given our titles of baddest bitch and biggest bitch to their rightful winners, that brings us to the end of another episode of Gem Girls podcast. Um. So if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, please do. We love followers. We love fans. Love followers. Give us your love. Right? Please give us some likes. Share our content with your friends. Um. But the only way you can do that is if I actually give you the information. So you can find cool. us on Twitter and Instagram at Gem Girls Podcast um, on both platforms. And um, likewise, on Facebook, you can find us on gem girls podcast um but if you're a trendy gen zer we won't see you there you know no we won't because who the fuck's on facebook <laughs> um, but before you immediately you know you, you have your smartphone in your hand you're like oh i gotta go follow gem girls podcast both instagram twitter and or facebook before you do that you have your thumb on the screen already <laughs> open up wherever you listen to podcasts if it's apple Podcasts, if it's i don't know spotify are we on spotify i don't know how this works Wherever you listen to podcasts, all you got to do is just, like, go into our podcast page. And then there's be a, there'll be a prompt of, like, do you want to rate this podcast? Yes, you do. You want to rate it, and you want to give it five stars. You want to rate it and review it to its highest, the highest degree. You don't have to say anything nice. If you wanted to leave a nice sentence, like, love Jocelyn and Michael. They have great bands here. Like, oh, Gem Girls podcast, literally the best thing in the world. We're open to that. <laughs> sure. It's true, so you should probably tell people. But most importantly, just give those five stars. Help people find out about the podcast, which, like, you know, people need to know. People do need to know and hear everything we have to say. Exactly. Like uh, you, faithful listener. Uh, and so once you've done that and you pay it forward, I'm sure good karma will come careening right back at you. So you really have nothing to lose. Everything to gain. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> five stars. And with that, uh, until next time, faithful listener... Stay outrageous.